Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the internet. Go to hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, how are you this fine, 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 fine day? I'm doing very well. Um, I know we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, it's good to be back. It is also time for the NBA to start. And I think if you're a long-time listener or first-time listener, well, you wouldn't know if you're a first-time listener, but long-time listeners know, before the season, every single year, we like to do our Bold Predictions podcast, where each one of us throws out 10 kind of absurd, but feasible, bold predictions that I feel like when we're way better at this than we should be. Like, most of these shouldn't hit. And if we get, like, 3 out of a 10, 4 out of 10, I think it's pretty good. Um, because they are kind of the outliers of what we think are going to happen this year. But they're the outliers that will help us understand how to approach this season and uh, what we are looking for to get the edge on other people that we're playing against in our fantasy leagues. Tyler, finally, last I think last year I finally won. I finally beat you. You finally shifted the tide, Michael. Congratulations. It was a very I successful peaked. year. I'm on the downhill now. It's, it's been fantastic. Yes, you are over the hill. And I am on the rise. I am a, like a phoenix coming out of the sands of the desert in Arizona. I am Bradley Beal 3.0 with uh, rebirth. I got nothing. That was it. That was as good as I can get after uh, not putting out a podcast in, in, in a little while. So, Tyler, should we, should, should we talk about the preseason at all or should we just get into it? Um, well, I, I'll gladly listen to a takeaway if you have one. I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like this was kind of a boring preseason, and a lot of it was, like, most of the national discourse was dominated by, like, James Harden not playing, and, you know, Luke only played a little bit, and Joel Embiid only played, like, one game. And so I feel like a lot of the big-name players, like, we didn't really get to see too much of. So I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll gladly listen to something, though. Are you could? I guess I have a question for you. Are you concerned about... Luca and Kyrie at all. Uh, you're gonna have to be more specific with your question. They got some, they got some like, nagging injuries, what? right? Is that is is anything uh, in the, injuries? In, 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 no. Okay. Injuries, no. Is there anything in the preseason that affected the way you were viewing people? I think um, I might have bumped up, you know, a few younger players like Wimby, like Scoot. In my rankings, not a whole lot, but um, we got to remember that preseason is is completely meaningless. Uh, I think you know we got to see some some of the young talents, some of the rookies, some of the guys that we haven't seen. Chet, I mean, who's sort of a rookie and sort of not, right? Because he was drafted in twenty twenty two, not twenty twenty three. Um, I think there were some young players that I that caught my eye in just watching the preseason. Um, I think we'll talk about a couple. Um, when we talk about some guys that are going undrafted that I think are going to be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there was anything like too crazy that I'm like, 
slow. You know, like one of the biggest takeaways for me was like it always sounded good, but like how unstoppable Giannis and Dame are going to be. Like that was just like when you watch those two play together, it was just like okay, this is impossible. Yeah, they're going to be really fun. Um, I'm excited about that. Like I, I'm gonna, I might even go up to Milwaukee and go to a few games because that's I'm rooting for Dame this year. I'm rooting for him to get a title. I think that'd be very cool. Um, what I didn't get, which I thought I would, is a better feel for those fringe teams like um, Toronto, Orlando, uh, the Hornets. How their rotations were going to look if we're about to witness the unveiling of point Scotty Barnes, um, if um, Markel Fultz is about to, um, you know, you know, reach his full potential. Um I gotta, you know, I, you know, I feel a little bit better about Franz Wagner. I feel a little bit better about actually CP3, even though that's not a French team. But I didn't get any like good, I guess, insight on like how Houston's gonna play this year. Like, what's the rotation gonna be? Yeah, and I, I don't know that we were ever going to. Like, I think a lot of coaches try to throw throw people off in the preseason as much as anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's, like we said, it's preseason. Don't look too far into it. Make some minor adjustments to your own rankings or your own tiers that we um, uh, preach a lot on this podcast. I hope your drafts are doing well. Um, you know what? I might start a campaign to draft after the first week. What do you think about that? I actually like doing that. Like, the like uh, not like Saturday or Sunday. Like we've seen yeah. basically every team play a game or two. Like I'm, I'm very into that because I think we just get so much more information and and use the coaches stop, you know, trying to trick you. Like they they put their best lineup out there on opening night, and you know we just see a lot of what's actually going to happen. We got the Dame trade. Uh, people, I, some drafts that I'm in drafted before the Dame trade. Like that's how long ago. Um, we got obviously. Uh, more information about uh, Miles Bridges, which is um, not great. So, you know, I think I'm going to start that. I'm going to start that uh, that movement. You should draft the first weekend after the season starts. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Do you, do you retro add the stats? Sure. That's fine. I mean, it's two games. Three games. Yeah. Everybody's just sitting in the same playing field. Everybody's got the same information. Everyone. Yeah, if you want to take somebody who like went off for twenty five points, like that was a surprise in the very last game. You know what I mean? Like, okay, but that's not really going to help you. Like, okay, I guess you can do it and then just drop them. But like, you get one game. Like, what difference does that make? One out of eighty two. Not a, not a high percentage. Yeah, that actually kind of makes it fun to be like, do you use one of your later picks on someone with uh, like a prospect or someone with? Um, no potential uh, later season development, or do you just get the guy who went off for thirty out of nowhere in the first two games and just take us thirty points? You only get one week, right? It's like, oh, cool, you won week one uh, on a technicality. Like, who cares? Yeah, and like you might win one category. Like, okay, that's one category of a lot. Exactly. So let's let's get into it, Tyler. Um, every year. If you we do our ten old predictions, premonitions, whatever you want to call them, um, 
I don't know. Should, uh, should losers go first or winners go first, Tyler? Uh, I don't. I think winners go, don't they? It's not that the rule. Go. Those are yeah. I think those are the rules. Winners go first. Uh, I'm going to start out with a prediction that is not that bold anymore. And it's almost, I almost wanted to go back on it because everyone's kind of fall, it's falling into like a bandwagon-y take. Um, even though I've been sitting on this, if you listen to earlier podcasts, I've already said this bold prediction. Um, and that is Jordan Poole will be the scoring champion and will miss the most shots um, in the league, in the history of the NBA. But he will also be the scoring champion. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's bold. It's it's tasty. It also may not help his fantasy value that much. It's just also kind of cool. Um, it's just a really interesting prediction, I think. Um, obviously, the Wizards have no scores other than him. None. I mean, like, is Tyus Jones their second best scorer? Uh, Kyle Kuzma? Oh, yeah, I forgot Kyle Kuzma. Okay, yeah. Uh, but even still, like, I mean, does Kuzma average 20? Because if not, then Poole's going to average close to 30. Yeah, I mean, I think it could easily get above 30 because it, it doesn't seem like he is willing to... Um, and and this is it goes to, to your point. If he's the scoring champion, does that mean he's like a top 15, top 20, top 30 player? I think the answer I think we I think is no, because he if he's going to be the scoring champion he's the he's not going to pass the ball that much. I think he's a decent playmaker actually, but chances are he's not going to be that great of a playmaker when no one else around him is scoring. He's just going to shoot like thirty five shots a game, um, and that's and that is the pathway to being scoring the scoring champion. But I'm gonna I'm gonna list two players from last season number one Giannis um if I can get my stupid thing to update correctly Giannis averaged 31.1 points last season he was ranked per game 68th now that's because of his very horrible free throw percentage and his major turnovers Jordan Poole is going to have a horrible field goal percentage and major turnovers. Yeah, like, I mean, that, and no defensive stats. Like, at least Giannis gets defensive stats. Like, he didn't get as many last year. But, like, does Poole even average a steal a game? No. Does he, he even average .3 blocks? He might not even get .3 blocks. He's not going to get more than a couple rebounds. So I'm saying, and what are the assists going to be? Like, is he going to get five? I mean, Kispert on that team can shoot. And anybody else? We'll average four and a half last season in 30 minutes. So probably around that. Yeah, he might get up to five and 35, and he might get three and a half rebounds. But, like, yeah, it's going to be not a great profile. It's going to be a lot of points and not a lot else. Yeah, so, like, before you get super excited, right, even if he is scoring champion, eh. Like I, I am excited about Jordan Poole. I think he, he, uh, but I think the everyone's excited about Jordan Poole now. He's starting to go from someone who was being drafted outside of the top fifty, which I liked, to someone who's being drafted, I think, inside the top fifty. If I can pull up my ADPs, his ADP has 
bumped up to 47.7. So he's I don't like him in the top 50. I like getting him outside of the top 50, but I, I don't like him in the top 50. Oh, yeah, no, I'm out on that for sure. All right, Ted. All right, let's, let's hear your first bull prediction. Oh, all right. What 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 level do you want this at? Let's let's go mid. Mid, mid. Okay. Mid. Uh, this is probably the most middling take you'll hear from me because you already know what I'm going to say. Uh, Chris Middleton finishes in the top forty. Honorary, uh, Chris Middleton shout out. It would not be able prediction without Chris Middleton being mentioned. I mean, like, obviously, he was going, what, like, in the 80s, ADP, I, I believe. Um, You could look that up. Um, I'm not really that concerned that Dame is there. Like, there's still going to be a lot of shots and points and assists and rebounds and steals. Like, he's good, man. He's really good. He's probably only going to play 65 games, but that's fine. If he's averaging 20 points a game and getting you 5-5 five and five with 1.2 steals, like, he's going to be in the top four. And, yeah, put it in the bank. That's that's the first one. ADP is eighty-two. Yeah, so I mean, like, obviously, that's a a pretty good steal there, a pretty good get. Yeah, I've been drafting him in a majority of my leagues. Um, I completely agree with you that why would Chris Middleton suddenly fall off the planet? Like Chris Middleton, think about it like this: uh, everyone's going to be dealing with Dame and Giannis. Chris Middleton is going to be more open than he's ever been. And Chris Middleton's an incredibly efficient scorer. Yeah, who's double-teaming Chris Middleton now? And they had to in, in previous playoffs when he was healthy. And it, all signs point to Chris Middleton is healthy right now. Yeah, They I had just, to double-team this guy. Now they now he's going to be free. Being guarded by the third worst defender. Yeah, a lot of teams don't really have anyone to put on him. So, yeah, huh? good luck. I think he's going to have a really big year. I think he's gonna have a nice, efficient year in Milwaukee, and uh, like I said, I um, I'm, I'm a big fan. I I think uh, I got a Milwaukee prediction as well, but uh, I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna get to that one just yet. I am instead going to double down on a take uh, that I had earlier this year as well. Fred Van Fleet will finish in the top. 15 in totals. Oh, that's big. That's good. I should just say top 12. He's a, he's a first round totals value. I like it. I like it a lot. I love Fred Van I think he is highly underrated. Has he been the healthiest person in the world? Not really. Um... Do I have any reason to think he is struggling with some sort of, um, I guess, nagging injury? No, not really. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of fun being the best player on Houston. I think his assists are going to go through the roof. And I think he's also going to be, like, his usage is, is going to go way up. And already, like per game in the past, he's a top 20 player shooting 40%. If that percentage, and this is the thing that has to happen, if we can get that percentage to 42, just 42, that's it. I think it's 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 a done deal. Yeah, 
I like it. I like it a lot. We know I'm a big Fred Van Cleef guy too. Like I drafted Fred Van Fleet for years, and I just think you know improving it won't be easy. But again, it's supposed to be bold predictions, right? You're not supposed to say like, "Oh, he's going to be a top twenty player. He's a top twenty five player." Like we've seen him do that. Yes, he's currently ADP twenty nine. If you ignore field goal percentage, he is ranked fifteenth per game in hashtag basketball's rankings. There you go. If he can stay healthy, I think that's easily a top 15 finish. Yeah, I'm with you. I like it. Right, I, like it. Your, I like it. Hit me with your next one. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Hmm, let's see. I'm going to go a little spicier. A little spicier. Okay. How's that? Yes, please. Um, Scoot is a top 50 player this year as a rookie. Oh, getting on the Scoot bandwagon. Yeah, so, I mean, I think there's a lot of things to like about a player, right? Scoot has a a different kind of, like, speed and quickness and ability to get to the rim that I, I really like. I also think, like, he's already the, the lead ball handler there, right? And they're actually not as bad as, like, a lot of teams that are starting completely over, right? They have Jeremy Grant. You know, they have DeAndre Ayton. They have uh, Shaden Sharp. They have Anthony Simons, like... School has guys to pass to. And it's not a bad so, team. Yeah, and so I think he's just going to like be super underrated. And like, sure, there's going to be a lot of turnovers. So like, this is probably more of an eight cap prediction than a nine cap prediction. But you know, if he can rebound decently, get you you know six, seven, eight assists, you know, score fifteen, eighteen, twenty points, it starts coming all together pretty fast, right? And then obviously he needs to have some defensive stats, but I think he can do that. And yeah, I think he's a top fifty player and just kind of pushes his way like right into that immediate fantasy conversation. I think it's the Aiton move is a little underrated, and I don't have an Aiton prediction, but I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw an extra prediction on here. Um, I think Aiton significantly improves. Like I think he easily finishes in the top fifty per game values. I know that's not terribly bold, but um, he hasn't finished in the top fifty. I don't know if ever. Um, and let me take a look. Yeah, he hovers around that top 50. DeAndre Aiden and Scoot Henderson are going to really like playing with each other. And I think DeAndre Aiden could easily average 20 and 10 this season. Yeah, it's not out of the question for sure. All right, that's not my bold prediction. That is just an observation on DeAndre bold, Aiden. Bold really observation. Bold observation. Mild observation. That'd be a really boring podcast. I got a, I got a bolder observation. Markel Fultz wins the most improved player, and he finishes in the top... I'm going to say top 50, because let's be bold. Oh, all right. Uh, you know, I'm big on the magic this year. Uh, at least you should know. Um, so you want to you hear mine on the magic? Yes. I said the Magic make the playoffs. I'm not talking about the play-in. I'm talking the playoffs. Mm. They're the eighth seed, and they have two top 50 players. Franz Wagner and... Well, probably Banchero, but I, I kind of hedged my bets there by saying, you know, Fultz may jump in there or somebody else. Yeah. I like, I like Banchero as well. I think he's going to... I mean, hopefully those percentages improve, but, like... I don't know. He has... 
me and you have been watching the Orlando Magic probably more than anyone else, and I don't know, like, I, I think it simply is that. Franz Wagner is interesting, Marco Fultz is interesting, Banchero is interesting, even Wendell Carter Jr. is kind of interesting. It's a fun team to watch. There's a lot of raw talent there. Someone's going to figure it out. And why they, not this year? they got to put it together. You know what I mean? they got to just put the whole, the whole package together, um, which they might do and they might not. We'll see. I like that. I think it's a. I, for me, once again, the magic will be on my league pass. I will be watching them. Um, I'm very interested in Franz Wagner's um, progression as a player. I just don't. I, I, the size of his size and what he can do with his like footwork is like I think it's really just like overlooked uh, in general. And if he kind of figures out that he is the best player on this team or the most, like, gifted player on this team. Say what you want about Banchero, who also might be the most gifted player on this team. If they can just... If they think they're each the best player on this team, that's going to be a fun team to watch. Um, and they're going to win... They're going to win games, especially if Marco Fultz can, one, stay healthy, and play um, that point guard role, which he can. Yeah, for sure. All right. We got to talk about rookies. I'm going to step on, I'm going to step on all the rookies. I'm stepping on all of them. Six rookies finish in the top 100. Okay. All right. Three of them, I mean, three of them, I think are going to potentially finish in the top 50. But six of them finish top 100. You got Wimby, you got Chet. I'm counting Chet. You got Scoot, as you mentioned. I think Osir is very good. I think Osir Thompson is really, really good. I think both Give, Thompson twins are good. I mean, they're just yes. big players who can defend a little already. Are next level athletes? Like they're elite athletes in the NBA. Just saying a lot. <laughs> um, right, and so yeah. I mean, the question is, can they put it together? And I think for a men Thompson, it's going to be, can he get the minutes? I think a Star Thompson is going to play a lot more, just because I don't think the Pistons are going to be good. Um. But again, like it, it comes down to minutes probably there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of minutes, the last guy I have, I actually have the field as my sixth player. Like somebody, maybe it's a men, maybe it's who knows who it is. Maybe they sneak into that top 100. Um, Huli Bali over on Washington. I got my eye oh, on think, that guy. I think that, I think by the end of the season, he's playing 35 minutes a game for sure. Yes. I guess the my question are there for him for is. Him. Yeah, and he's he's a good defender already. My guess, my question for him would be, what what's the offensive game? Can he score more than you know ten points a game? Can he get some assists? Can he get some rebounds? Can he get some threes? Like all that stuff. What do the percentages look like? Because he's a super raw kid. Very very raw, but I don't know the length, the way he like the. That's one of the few things in preseason that I was like, Ooh, look at look at this guy. Um. He's got a lot of talent, obviously, against, you know, real NBA talent, question mark. But I don't know. I got my eye on him. He's my he's my rookie in the weeds. All right, that's fair. Uh, I have one more rookie prediction, I think. Just, okay. just one more. Oh, well, and then I've got my... I have a rookie in my players that were basically undrafted that are going to be uh, 
standard league guys, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, Wimby finishes in the top 25. Obviously, like everyone's seen how good he is. Again, this is going to be that thing that I'm not a huge fan of, but it keeps happening, right? Like, dudes who block shots climb the leaderboard super fast. So I don't really think this is that bold. Does, does Wimby lead the league in block shots? I think it's a very real possibility. Yep, and he's going to score... 400. Yeah, he's going to score more than guys like Nick Claxton, right? Like, he's going to be in that 15, 18, maybe even 20 points a game range. Like, his offensive game is Maybe more good. rebounds than Nick Claxton. Yeah, so... And there's going to be some assists. Like, he can playmake a little bit. The percentages aren't going to be great, I don't think. But... Yeah, I, I just think Wemby's going to put it all together and, like, quickly be a top 25 player, which, I mean, I get it. Like, after the preseason, his draft stock was shooting up, so maybe this isn't even that bold. But at the same time, like, when is the last rookie we've seen be a top 25 player? The the thing that impressed me most about his preseason was he was the things that he does that literally no one else can do, that you go, well, he's, like, you know, he's, like, thin, he's going to get pushed around, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Yeah, but he could still pick up his dribble past the three-point line. He's still, like, really fast. His footwork is very good. His dribbling skills are better than I thought they would be. Uh, he can block a shot from 15 feet away without... Uh, without with, he's literally making veterans like Chris Paul rethink their shot. Like, that's, that's saying a lot. Like, it's it's going to be really fun to watch. And I'm definitely going to be watching. I'm going to try to go to the Spurs when they come to uh, when they come to Chicago. If he's getting all these kind of like ancillary blocks, and he starts putting it together, and he starts getting assists, yeah, top twenty-five, no doubt. Yeah, and so the question is, how high, how much higher can he climb? So I was going to say he's top ten, but mm. you'd have to score twenty-five a game to be top ten, right? He's going to do that. I don't think he can do that. Maybe. I, I guess my point is, if you're worried about picking him, even in like the late second round, I think he's going to probably return that value. And that's probably where you have to pick him at this point, because the hype is real, uh, which is why we don't really recommend picking guys who are hyped up, so you're not getting really a value there. You're overlooking probably some very good players who definitely will finish in the top 25 if you're taking Wimby at 25. It's fair, but I think for one time the hype is justified. I guess is is what I'm, I guess my call here, and um, I I don't think that's always the case. Yeah, usually we don't get behind this kind of hype, but yeah, Wimby is just he's a special, absolute special talent. My next prediction might be my boldest prediction, Tyler. Oh, I got it, I got some yeah. some real bold ones I think coming up. So this one might be my boldest prediction ever. Oh, are you gonna made. say not Jokic is not number one? Uh, it's for later. That this is bolder than that. Oh, okay, bet. Dion plays more than forty-five games this year. <laughs> I don't even know. If, is that bold? I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it's that. Uh, you know, you know, we're not we're not Zion men, um, but at the oh. same time. He did play 60 one year, right? One out of four? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. He looks... When he plays, he's a lot of fun. 
like, well, that's that's always the most disappointing thing, right? Like, if he wasn't Zion, we wouldn't care. Like, if he wasn't as good, we wouldn't care. It's the fact that he's elite when he plays is why we're always so disappointed that he doesn't, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I actually liked what I saw from Zion a little bit in the preseason, but again, like, uh, 114 games in four years, so I'm staying away from that train. I'm also staying away from, but it is the it is the ultimate risk reward. One of these years, it might work out. This might be your year that you get sixty plus games out of them. Um, and if you do, you might end up with a guy who's like leaves the leaves the league, uh, leaves fantasy in field goal percentage. Um, is a top ten points getter. Uh, has great rebounds, great assists. He, like he doesn't do anything else is the real is the real key. He's like um a rich man Zach Randolph. Oh, you're dating yourself with that reference. I certainly am. And I will always speak highly of Zach Randolph. Shout out to Zach Randolph if you're listening. We love you. You're the best. Shout out Zach Randolph. Alright, you want a you want a positive or a negative? Um Let's do negative, because we can come back to positive. Well, I think there's only one negative one left, but I'll give it to you. Are, are you ready for it? Yes. Uh, Alperin Sangoon finishes outside the top 100. Oh. Wow. The, um, everyone's sleeper du jour. Um, outside of the top 100. I'm kind of doubling down on your bull prediction, because I have a bull prediction that includes Sangoon as well. Daniel Gafford finishes higher than Sangoon. And yeah, and this has Well, let's hear why you, why you think this is. I mean, you're just a Gafford guy, or you, you're down on Sangoon like I'm down on Sangoon? I'm down on Sangoon. That's what it is. Uh, I think Gafford, number one, has all the minutes in Washington. Once again, to reiterate, minutes are the most important stat in fantasy basketball. And Gafford is good. Like, he is a good fantasy player. He gets really good blocks. He gets good rebounds. He can score a decent amount. He doesn't do anything else, really. But his field goal percentage is going to be just as high as as Zion's. It's going to be, like, 70% even. It'll be higher than Zion's. Granted, less volume. And tell me what Daniel Gafford, in playing 34 minutes, tell me what he does um, or doesn't do that... All of these like centers who just get points and blocks and rebounds already do. Daniel Gafford is being drafted 101 ADP. All of the other, you know, Nick Claxton's, Kessler's, Jared Allen's, they're being drafted in that 30 to uh, 45 range, including Se- I think Sangoon is also in that, that range as well. Sangoon is being drafted 60th. He's ranked 58th in hashtags rankings, but a lot of that banks on him playing 30 minutes a game, and that's where I don't think it's going to happen, right? Uh, they have Imei Adoko on the Rockets now. He is a very much a defensive-minded like coach, right? He wants his team to play good defense, and that's important to him. Sangoon is not a good defender, and just he's a man without a spot, right? Like Any pick and rolls, which they're going to put him in a ton, he has to play drop coverage, but he's not good at protecting the rim. In drop coverage, she tries to come up to the level of the screen, and he gets cooked. Like, that's just not—he's not a good defender, and I think that's going to really impact the minutes. And that's really where I'm down on him. Is you know, if he's playing 22 to 25 minutes a game, what does that stat line look like? I don't think it looks very good. 
I would swap those ADPs. Uh, Sengun's ADPs in the 60s. Um, Daniel Gaffers is 101. I would swap those ADPs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I just, I don't, I'm not, I'm not big on Sengun this year. And and if you're, if you picked him, I don't know, maybe you can trade him now. Yeah. It maybe hopefully he has like a nice uh, first couple games because uh, you definitely could move him. And I think you should. Um, and like I said, like I think Gaffers being overlooked for the minutes. Right. There, there they are. Yeah, I mean, um, minutes are, are definitely available in Washington everywhere. I see that we both have a Devin Booker prediction, so I'm going to give mine, and you can give yours, because it's even bolder than mine. My prediction was Devin Booker. I think in order for my bold prediction to be right, your bold prediction, my, mine has to be right in order for yours to be right. Devin Booker averages more assists than CP3. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's obviously doable, right? And Booker's got to be kind of take over as the point guard of that team. Um, yeah, mine was like, like, I guess it's hard to think of a bold prediction for anyone who's ranked 15th, right? But I guess this is a vote that, you know, I'm, I'm really backing him, is that I think he finishes in the top five. And some of my thinking is a bet against Beale and, and KD in some ways, right? Is that, you know, there are going to be games where those guys miss, and this is not a deep team. So anytime that one or both of those two are out, the other two or maybe only one that's left is going to have to go crazy. So Booker, we've seen him have, what, 70-point game. Like, we've seen some crazy stat lines from Book in the past. I think that, you know, the team's going to have to go on Book's shoulders quite a few games this season, and I think he's capable of doing that. And I wouldn't be surprised if he averages close to 30 points. He gets you, like, eight, nine assists a game. You know what I mean? Like, those are the kind of leaps he has to take to get in the top five, and I think he can do it. That is where he'll have to be in order to, I guess, in order to get to that top five status. Top five status is so hard to do. Like, that is a bull prediction. But top five is incredibly hard to do. Um, if he's doing stuff like he did in April and May of last year, averaging over almost over 31 points a game, Averaging closer to eight assists, averaging uh, close to like a steal and a half. If he's playing at that high level, he starts making more threes because of you know Bradley Beal. Maybe he gets he gets those assists bump up into like you know like a top eight assist player in the league. Yeah, that's you're talking about someone who's a top five player. Yeah, and I mean, it's supposed to be bold, right? I mean, like, obviously, you could say, oh, he's going to be in the top 10, but, like, that's those are small gains. Like, it's going to take a, some big gains to be in the top five, and I think you can do it. Plus, doesn't it feel like there's kind of a spot in that top, you know, five to seven range that's kind of open? Just, there's still a couple Definitely. of pretty old guys in there, you know, looking around, right? There's just some young guys that you're not sure if they're going to, you know, average the 30 points a game or do the crazy stuff that they did last year, right? Like, Tyrese. Taliburn's going to lead the league in assists again. I don't know. Um, and so I feel like there's just kind of a spot open, too. Yeah. How how solid is Luka Doncic without, you know, with that free throw percentage? Is Steph Curry going to play all year? Is Kyrie Irving going to play all year? All falling off. Is um, 
Harry's Halpern able to keep up, and Shea Gillis, are they able to keep up the production that they've currently been doing, kind of putting their teams on their back, or are they going to play a different type of role um, in those situations? There's definitely a space in that top 10 um, for a new face. And, like, we've been watching Devin Booker be incredible for a really long time. He's 27 years old. He's entering his prime. So if there's ever a time to do it, now's the time. Yeah, I mean, that that's just crazy, isn't it, though? Like, he's only 27. Seems like he's been around the, the league for, like, a decade and a half already. Yeah, he came in at 19, right? Yeah, I think he was still 18. I think he turned 19, like, in December of that year or something. Like, he's he's about as young as you could be. That's crazy. That is absolutely wild. Um, yeah, I'm rooting for Devin Booker this year, certainly. Um, I hope everyone who... Uh, and we've been saying that for a while, so I hope everyone who's been listening is able to, uh, if you were on that turn, just, you know, pull the trigger on Devin Booker. Like, why not? That's what you got to do. Um, I got... I think we got, what, three more each. We always end with... Um, Tyler's undrafted uh, like down in the down in the weeds players and i think we should always end on that because it's my favorite one i always end with a bulls prediction i don't know if i have a bulls prediction this year um but i'm so i'm gonna i'm gonna just swing for the fences right now this is uh this this is my like actual i'd say this is the bold prediction other than the zion playing 45 games there will be a new number one fantasy player in totals this season. And that player... Oh, I said this jokingly. I didn't I didn't think you were actually going to say that. Oh, I know. That's... Uh, you read my mind. This is, is what I'm saying. There is going to be a number one player in totals. Brand new. Never been done. Been knocking on the door. His name is Dame Lillard. Put some respect on the man's name. That's bold. That's bold for sure. Um, yeah, we've talked about Dame, our Dame love for I don't know a decade, a half decade, how, however long. Um, he's really good, man. And he's Dame Lillard. I mean, you got to choose which one to double. And the games you choose not to double, Damian Lillard, he might cook you for sixty. Do you want Giannis to eat you up, or do you want Dame to be free? I don't know. There's not a right choice there. I think a lot of teams are going to play, hey, if Dame's hot, Dame's hot, because that's how they, they've played him his entire career. If Dame is hot, Dame is hot. What are we going to do about it? But Giannis can score at will if we don't put dudes on him. And a lot of teams don't have the bigs to just, like, you know, leave one of their players on an island with Giannis. No one can be on an island with Giannis. Nobody. So... If the if the choice for a majority of these teams is let's have them try to beat us from the outside, Dame is going to do that. Dame has finished in the top five in, in the top. He's been in the top ten for ages. He finished post trade deadline last season. It's only fifteen games. A post trade deadline, second overall. So small sample size theater. Dame. He only played 58 games last season. And in total last season, 
in only 58 games, let me make sure I'm getting all my clicks correct, Dame Lillard, in totals, was the sixth best player in 58 games. It's very doable. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely bold, and I don't think anyone's predicting it, especially with Giannis, because they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, his stats are going to go down. But I like it. I like it a lot. And his ADP is 11. Like, put some respect oh, yeah, on the dude's name. He's going into the second round in some leagues, for sure. Crazy. Take right, Dame and, right. and, and Booker back-to-back on the turn. I feel like I've got a lot of these left, and I feel like you don't have that many. I feel like you were just sparsing yours in there for while I was talking I I was. sometimes. Um, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm going to go. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll start with the least bold I have left, I think. Uh, Desmond Bain becomes the top 15 player and averages 28 points a game. Ooh, wow. That, that is a big lead from Desmond Bain, but the opportunity is there, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, maybe losing Steven Adams kind of hurts us a little bit because, I mean, Adams is a good rebounder, gets some symmetric possessions, all that stuff. But, um, yeah, Marcus Smart's not a big-time scorer. Dumbrance out for 25 games and who knows how many more. I mean, like, mm-hmm. Dumbrance never been the healthiest person and you know, he's got to actually get his act together too, so that's that's part of it. Um, I mean, he's, I think how many Bain games just... is he suspended? 25. A lot. I mean, that's more than a quarter of the season, obviously. Um, it's like 30%, right? Pretty close. Um, I think Bane just takes another, like, small leap. Like, we've seen him just keep getting better and better and better. And I think this is where he kind of, like... And so, I'm just... I think the Grizzlies are still going to be good. And I think Bane's going to have to take over as, like, kind of their best player, especially when Jaws out, and even when Jaws back, maybe. And, yeah, so he finishes in the top 15. Desmond's 25. You know who Desmond Bain feels like to me? Um, he feels like a like a little bit like a better or a similar Chris Middleton. Oh yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Maybe that's it. I'm just attracted to this this type of game. But that type of game is good. But I think like no one's ever asked Chris Middleton to be like the guy. He's always like. I'm in the right place at the right time. I shoot great field goal percentage. I shoot great free throw percentage. I do all the things. Desmond Bain's kind of that player, but now he's being asked to be the guy. And when Chris Middleton has to be the guy, you know, he's dropping 30. Desmond Bain can drop 30, too. Yeah, and I think he's going to have to in a lot of nights for them to win. And so if they're going to be in the mix, he's going to have to take a leap. Agreed. All right, uh, next least to the bold. Cat uh, gets traded and ends up as a top 15 player in totals. Ooh, that is bold. Because if Cat does get traded, um, he, I mean, I, to me, he goes right back to a top 10 player. Yeah, so I guess the bet is that he doesn't get traded like right away, but they just paid McDaniels a big contract. They're over the second tax apron if they keep Cat. Next season, they're over the second tax saver. Where do you He's where do you think Cat goes? Oklahoma now, City. Now that's not something I was willing to put down on, just because I, I think it could make it. It could depend on who's playing well and who kind of needs a, a big man. Like 
know, does Chet and, and Cat work? And that's the weird part about Cat is like figuring out who he works with. That's such a weird player. Because he's not like a tra- he's not a traditional center at all. He's one of the best offensive centers. He's like a he's almost kind of like Dirk. Like that's the In better some comparison. Way. Yeah, but the problem is like now he's if he's playing the four he like there weren't many fours like Dirk in Dirk's day right and Dirk's especially in Dirk's prime where they were like stepping out and shooting a ton of threes and like you know being this crazy stretch four wing who's like six ten and you know now does that player work right and like can Cat be that guy like I think Dirk would like if Dirk's prime was happening right now wouldn't he be like a center? He would probably, yeah, he'd probably be more of a stretch five that you have to pair with, like, someone who's defense, like, defensively minded, right? And that's what Cat needs, right? But they didn't pair him with a defensively minded forward. They paired him with a defensive only center. So he's playing his role, right? Um, I don't know if, like, Abaka, like, you know, Prime Abaka would be, like, a good fit. Um, like Kevin, that's why Kevin Durant's so special is because he's like a great defensive long forward. Anthony yeah, Davis, and that's, Anthony Davis, and Cat. That would that, that might work. That's 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 what we need. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think not trade and go bear because you can't you can't get what you paid. So then you just look bad. Right? No one's trading Ant Man. Nope. Right. So Cat's the guy. And. Obviously, okay. I think if he gets traded, he's going to be good. Yeah. He'll be right back to where he is because I think I agree with you. He's cats going 24th, which I still I feel like that's a little low ADP um, into the second round. I think it's a solid second. Like he's definitely a second round player, but we saw what happened with him and Gobert. It just doesn't work. Yeah. And they're going to try it again just because it was only like, what, 20 some, 30 some games. Like Cat didn't play a ton last year, but. Uh... Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. It's just not. Yeah, and it, and it neuters cats ceiling in fantasy. Period. For sure, but on a new team where he's trying to cook, that could be fun. I'm hoping for that. It's gonna be Ooh. fun. Maybe the Wizards. Um, that'd be fun. But nah, that wouldn't be fun actually. Pool and cat. Nah, never mind. That doesn't sound fun to me. I right, hit me with that. Uh, I got two more. You got two more. Yep, what we, we I've evened it up. I've evened the score. All right, go with yours. Uh, all right. Uh, Tyrese Maxey ends up as a top thirty-five player ahead of KD, Kawhi, and Zion. Whoa, whoa! Now, this That's is obviously bold. totals. This is obviously totals. I'm betting. Yes. I'm banking on all three of those playing fifty or less games. Okay. And Maxi shooting up as a lead ball handler and, you know, making his way into the third round. Maxi allowed to be Maxi in Philly is a lot of fun. He's 23 years old. He, you know, is he is able, probably to average, like, if, if he's a, just kind of a, left to his own devices and given more of a, more usage. Probably able to average 20, 23, 24 points a game. Becomes more I mean, of a, I don't, you know, more 
more of a playmaker, hits uh, a little bit more threes. Yeah. If uh, if the rest of them are injured, I which think it could even be like twenty five. That's very doable. I think it could be like twenty five points a game too, just because he averaged twenty already last year with Harden there getting twenty. Harden's twenty points are gonna have to go to somebody. How much more can Embiid score? None. He scored like thirty two a game last year, didn't he? So then you're talking Tobias Harris and Maxi are getting those points. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, and, and I think, man, Tobias is, you know, is coasting. Uh, Tobias is good at what he does, and I think he's still a top 100 player. That's actually my one of my next um, predictions. Of the, uh, the the people who are going to sneak it in the top 100, um, I think Tobias does. But yeah, someone has to be the other guy in Philly. Maxie's up. Yeah, and he's just good, and he's fun. He's young. He's kid better every year. Like he just is a fun game, and we're gonna see what he looks like as a point guard. That will be fun. All right. My next to last prediction is a bunch of people who are gonna make the top one hundred. Tobias Harris being one of them. Johnny Collins being another one. Obi White. Eric Lively. Dennis Rodare. PJ Washington. Keegan Murray. Some of these are not that bold. Jalen Durant. A little bit bold. Oh, all right. All right. I like Jalen Durant. I like Jalen Durant. Um, Chris Paul. I think that's an easy one. Like, I, I think there's a lot of players, and then the reason I, this list is kind of weird is that I think there's a lot of players being taken around that 100 mark and outside of the top 100, like P.J. Washington. John Collins is 103. Uh, Jalen Duran is actually being taken in the top 100, which is kind of um, surprising to me. Marco Fultz, right? Barely being taken in the top 100. Chris Paul uh, being drafted at 72, 73. Probably on name value. I think all of those guys, and Derek, like Derek Lively, I think he's going to get a little chance in Dallas, right? There's a lot of guys who are being drafted outside the top 100 who have the chance, the playing time, the potential, and the fantasy ability to be in the top 100. I think this is definitely a year of change, a year of switch, uh, switching kind of generational talents. Um, who's you know, Some guys who have been longtime veterans are, are getting a little bit older. Some of these young guys are insanely good. Um, and I think you're going to see more of that happening, especially in those lower plateaus of uh, younger guys just kind of getting better and being more than fantasy relevant. Uh, that's why I'm excited about this season. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of just, like, good, young, fun talent in the league, and that's that's good. Um, all right, I'll give mine. Uh, undrafted, so I went outside the top 130 ADP. I feel like it's just kind of a big... Con- conglomeration of men after that right um so these guys are well let's see we got six undrafted guys who i think are going to be hovering around that top 100 maybe they don't make it but they're definitely standard league players right like we're talking 100 to 115 so um so you get a nice little value on all these players uh jeremy sochan spurs Mm -hmm. starting point guard apparently yeah uh obi toppin on the pacers Ivy. 
for the Pistons. I like it. I like Jay Nivey. Brandon Miller, the number two overall pick. Okay. That's at the top 130. Okay. Galen Johnson for the Hawks. I'm, I'm not even sure you know who this person is, Michael. I've, uh, I, I, I got confused in a, reading some sort of box score because I thought Joe Johnson was back. <laughs> oh, I miss Joe Johnson. And then Keontae George for the Jazz. Uh, a lot of these guys, young, youngish, uh, probably getting a little bit more opportunity than they've gotten in the past. And just some names that I think are, are talented guys who could take a step forward for sure. The advice is always hit the waiver wires early and hard. And, and that is the advice we are going to be giving everybody as we start this season. Um, I do have one. I mean, I do have the Bulls bull prediction that I'm supposed to make. I really don't have one, Tyler. It's it's a toss up between Zach Levine being in the top 20 or the Bulls winning the championship. So I'm going to say the Bulls are going to win the championship. They're going to win a title this year. And that's my final bull prediction. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the Bulls tank finally and decide to be good at some point. That actually might be more. That's the actually the most bold prediction is because they're not going to win a championship. Zach might actually finish in the top 20, but it will take some work not to take over the team. The Bulls aren't going to blow it up. They're just not going to do it. It's, uh, I don't know. The front office is just too terrible. Uh, I don't, I can't even envision a world where the Bulls blow it up and actually do something or head in a direction that makes sense to eventually win a title. So I have to pretend that they're going to win a title. That's all I got. Um, That's all I got left. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're they're in trouble. That's all I'll say. I think they're in trouble. Uh, they're in a lot of trouble, but I will be going to that home opener against Oklahoma City to see the boys in Oklahoma City because the season is upon us, and we are going to be bringing you all the normal weekly podcasts that we usually do, uh, looking at trades, looking at who is being um, on the waiver wires. Always hit the waiver. Do not panic in this first week. Hit the waiver wires hard. We are going to be here um, to guide you through these first very important weeks in the fantasy season. And if you have any questions, especially about um, stuff you want us to talk about on the show, hit us up on Twitter. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Another successful, bold predictions. I'm very excited for the season. I'm very excited to experience the season with all of you listeners, and we will see you next time.